From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint. <coughs> Excuse me, for week six of, of, of the National Football League season. Luke, that's called not having a drink of water before you press record. Ah, common mistake. Yes, common, common mistake amongst us uh, uh, people who do this gig. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb. Go out on a limb. I think the Jets win today. Now, you follow Packers because of the Vikings way more than I do. So, um, here's my question. Uh Is this a Rodgers returns from overseas and there's just no shot and this is 41 nothing, and he just obliterates you? Or is this a Green Bay team with some legitimate holes in their offense? Yeah, it's a fair question um, because history would tell you that it's option A because Rodgers under Matt LaFleur, the two of them together following a loss are not only 10-0, and but also 10-0 and against the spread, meaning that they, they overachieve. They, they win by more than even expected. And we know that they're favored by a, a touchdown and in some places even more than that today, meaning that history would tell you we're looking at some sort of double-digit victory for Green Bay. However, just watching this Packers team, I lean more to option B that you laid out because uh, I think there are a lot of holes with this Green Bay team. Um, uh, they're, they offensively, they've not been good on third down. I think that's missing Devontae Adams. They don't have a, a go-to guy for Rodgers. And I also think a lot of people felt like with this Packers team that even in losing Devontae Adams or having some guys on offense have to work their way through some things, that that'd be okay because the defense is really good. And the Packers' defense, to me, has not been that great this year either. I see a lot of holes with this team. And when you look at this matchup today against the Jets, um, it's intriguing. And the one thing that stands out to me is that Green Bay, I believe they're the worst, at least bottom three, in terms of defending play-action passes. And the Jets are one of the teams that use play-action passes some of the most in the league. So oh, they do. Actually, a good matchup. They love running play-action, especially on third down, because the belief is, okay, that's where Brees Hall's involved in. So if it's any manageable number, it's obvious, right? Yeah. So that's where I think some defenses are having some trouble. Garrett Wilson's obviously had a a real great start to the year. Um, For my money, I I just have a feeling that we're going to go in the Lambeau and this Packer team is not what it usually is. Yeah, I just have a feel. I just yeah. have a feeling um, that this Packer team is not what they usually are. Meanwhile, back back here in the swamps of Jersey, really intriguing matchup 
that the four and one Giants. The Yankees can't pitch, but the Giants are four and one. Can you explain that to me, Luke? I know. What a time to be alive here uh, between the Giants and the Jets. Both have winning records for the first time in, uh, I think it's seven years. No, not that. I'm, I'm talking the, 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 the Yankees' problems. <laughs> oh, well, I enjoy those problems. That's not a problem for me. I mean, this is the thing. The Jets are good. The Giants are good. Right. Your stats are totally right on that. It's been years upon years upon years. And then the Yankees can't, you know, finish a game that they built up a nice two-run lead for. How much more do you need to give Clark Schmidt? Yeah, I know. Uh, do you need four runs? Five runs? Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time, right? The Yankees were 167-0 and in postseason history when leading by multiple runs entering the ninth prior to uh, last night. It helps you. I don't know if anybody needs more appreciation for Mariano Rivera, but it helps yes. you appreciate it even more. Yes. Yes. Um, this game is really intriguing just because of the way Lamar Jackson did not look right against the Jets or, or, or did not look, look like his full self. And then ever since then, even though, even though the day won that game, and, and since then has blossomed into the Lamar that we know. Yeah, he's played well. Now, today is a really interesting matchup because he goes up against his former defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, now leading the Giants. You would assume, if anybody knows Lamar well, you'd think he'd be the guy who at least had to go up against him in practice every day for years. But it's an interesting matchup because Martindale, his style has carried with him to the Giants where they're the number one highest uh, blitz team on defense. They're also number two in playing man defense. And if you look at Lamar Jackson, he's top five against both of those types of defenses. He's always been very good against the Blitz. So I'm very intrigued to see how Wink Martindale's going to approach this today, actually being on the other side of Lamar in a game for the first time. He hasn't actually gone through this before in a matchup. And this Giants defense has been playing really well. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see that matchup. Are they going to Blitz Lamar? Are they going to change their their MO today to try to do something different? How well can he play uh, on the road against this Giants team? And on the flip side, Daniel Jones has always been a lot better on the road than at home. Well, today you're going up against an MVP quarterback, so you know there's some pressure on Daniel Jones to try to match up as well. I don't know what to expect from the Packers. I do think the Ravens, though, come in here and win. I won't say handily, but I do think they come in and kind of take care of business. And and uh, we, you know they're favored by five and a half. I, I think they win by at least a touchdown against the Giants today. I think the Giants win this game on Daniel Jones's legs and what Saquon showed me last week. Oh. Uh, they're playing good football for sure. They are playing high quality football for sure. Which brings us to the rematch of the game of the century, the game of the year, the game of the game of the game of the game of the game. Bill's Chiefs, right? Isn't that the next right. game we have to cover? I mean, it's just the, the way CBS is you know, promoting it, it's more important than, than anything, right? That's right. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> I feel so bad for Scott Hansen. <laughs> These are the days that I feel so bad for Scott Hansen because he sits there, it's like Panthers, Rams... Will Christian McCaffrey get traded? Cardinals, Seahawks. Ah, eh, more of a 
more of America wants to see Bill's Chiefs no matter what. Right? Yeah. I just, I feel bad for Scott Hansen. Those, those three at four games are just not fun for him. Uh, first, your Vikings against the Dolphins. Uh, still with no Tua, with no Teddy. I can tell you that, that the quarterback that the, that the Dolphins had last week was very ineffective and yet kept the Jets in it because that's the Jets. Um, what do you expect out of this game? Uh, I expect a letdown. Um, for, you know, as a Vikings fan, uh, this is a game that uh, you should be able to win against a third-string quarterback, but there's a lot of things that are concerning. I mean, you go to London, then you're back home last week, now you're traveling down to Miami. Uh, we'll see if that catches up to them. And also just Florida. The Vikings, as a cold-weather team, even though they play indoors, they've never done well in warm weather. They've lost four straight visits to Miami. I think they've lost eight out of nine to Tampa. They always lose in Florida. So uh, in this game, you have everybody overlooking the Dolphins. Now you have Skyler Thompson, who had a week to get ready for this, as opposed to just being thrown in there last week against the Jets. Uh, both these defenses have struggled this year, so there could be some big play opportunities for both quarterbacks, maybe a lot of points scored. I don't know. Uh, but I expect to end the bye next week for the Vikings, so maybe a look-ahead spot for them. You know, they're in first place. you got a week off next week. You're going up against a third-string quarterback. It'd be typical Vikings today to have a letdown in Miami against a third-string quarterback no one's ever heard of. So, as a Vikings fan, that's kind of what I anticipate this afternoon. 83 degrees and sunny in Miami. Yeah. Not good. Not that, good for that, for that cold-weather team. No, no, no. And London was, you know, fairly... Serene. I don't know if serene is the right word, but it was, wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Goldilocks would have been very happy. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is the type of humor we, we try on, on, on this on this Sunday sprint. Um, do either of the primetime games intrigue you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Sunday Night Football is interesting. Eagles-Cowboys, even though it's, you know, Cooper Rush, it's, it's a big one for that division right now. The Eagles are high on themselves. Yeah. They think they got something with Jalen Hurts. They really do think they got something with Jalen Hurts. I'll say that. They really do think they're, they've, they've got something with Jalen Hurts. And I think the interesting part of that team is you've seen Cooper Rush now basically do everything. And there's, there's enough film on him now versus if you were, you know, the week after Dak gets hurt, you know? Like, there's enough film on these guys. Like, you know, take your Vikings, uh, uh, excuse me, Skylar Thompson, you're probably, going, you're probably going back to his college film this week, right? Yeah, right. Just from lack of... Uh, of uh, lack of NFL film. Well, now you have it on Cooper. He's been really effective. Yeah. And even though Dak's back next week, you know, it's just like, I feel like there's enough on each team that there could be some interesting things there. Um, which leads us to the game of the year. And I'm just going to pull back and, uh, you know, fill up my water and let you talk about it because Honestly, I mean, with all of America, all 330 million, you know, proud Americans watching this game, um, 
look, this is a Bills team. I've seen them in spots um, that has them ready for this game. Not been looking forward, but just it, it is one of those weird, quirky things where you want revenge and sometimes you can want revenge too much. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, can we get touchdowns on Thursday Night Football, please? Is anybody listening? Poor Kirk. I just want touchdowns on Thursday night. Luke, are you with me? Yes. I would like touchdowns too on Thursday nights. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, 12-7? Really? Yeah. R- really? Brutal. Ugh. Um, Al, Mich- Al Michaels is thinking, you know, Al Michaels is used to getting the best games of the week flexed to him. Now he's yes. stuck doing these terrible matchups on Thursday night. Poor him and Fred. Look, yeah. uh, Goodelli, the uh, uh, producer in, in the truck, long time, long time. Sunday Night Football uh, producer along with Al. Um, look, in, in, in all seriousness, to me, this comes down to the the defenses and roughing the passer. And Luke, take it from here. I don't know how you properly stop a passer anymore. Help. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair question. It was a hot topic this past week. Yes. You have two great quarterbacks. You know, everyone focuses on uh, what happened this past week. If you go back the week prior, the Bills benefited when they um, beat the Ravens. There was a huge call with roughing the passer on Josh Allen that helped uh, the Bills close out that game. That didn't get quite as much attention. It was also the same official, Jerome Boger, that uh, made the Brady call um, the following week. So, yeah, you got two great quarterbacks today. You hope it's not something like that 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 has an impact. Uh, This game is really fascinating to me, and I don't know which way to go. You know, I, I... always look at these games from even uh, bringing in like some sort of betting perspective as well and uh, there's uh, an adage that people believe you know you bet on the team that may want it more I don't know how much that's successful but obviously as you alluded to I mean that's the Bills today you would uh, imagine wanting revenge for what happened last year and if you look at the Bills so far this year they're kind of on a revenge tour week one they blew out the Rams uh, maybe feeling like they should have been the team in the Super Bowl a year ago Uh, week two they blew out the Titans who beat them the last two years Uh, you had the blowout against the Steelers last week now you have the Chiefs here Um, you know they beat the Ravens where you have the whole talk about Lamar Jackson as the the up and coming you know top quarterback in the AFC battling with Josh Allen, and and now of course you get this Chiefs matchup, which we all know what happened last year in the postseason. Uh, the Bills, I imagine, will will be hungry. On the flip side, though, for Kansas City, if you want to go off of history, I mean, it's the first time Mahomes has been, ever been an underdog at home. That seems appealing, uh, but he's also never lost as an underdog. He's undefeated as an underdog when you doubt the Chiefs the most, and he's now being the doubt the doubted the most here at home against the other top team in the AFC. So it's a really fascinating matchup. From the actual football perspective, I think the Bills are the better team. They've looked a lot better this year. The Chiefs have a couple of games that you know were wins that could have been losses. Not really the case with the Bills. They've blown out a lot of opponents. And I'd also say I'm a little concerned about the Chiefs special teams as well that cost them the game against the Colts a couple weeks back. So if it comes down to a close game like we anticipate in the fourth quarter, I think I feel better about the Bills in the special teams area uh, than the Chiefs. Um, so I honestly I don't know which way this one's going to go. I just think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this later on today. Yeah, um, 
it's flip a coin. I mean, I always give it to Mahomes, and then Josh Allen proves me wrong. All I know is that I wonder which coach holds back something for the playoffs. Do you really start thinking that far ahead, you know? I don't know if you do it this early, but uh, it it should be a lot of fun today. I imagine it's going to feel like a playoff game already this early in the year. All I know is that uh, the Yankees are in the playoffs. I'm not happy with how last night went. I could imagine so. That was Uh, a tough one. That was... I mean... I'm confused, like many um, fans. I can tell you that, well, we'll we'll get to this. Um, So you've got a closer saying he he, he felt it's available and was confused why he wasn't used. The closer is Aaron Boone saying, Soreness was not available, and they didn't want to use him on on back to back situations. Soreness, it's playoffs. Yeah, gotta leave it all out there. Yeah, it's uh, you gotta leave it all out there, indeed. Um, I just think that somebody uh, is is. One of these coaches, Bill's Chiefs, is going to leave it, leave a play out that we'll see in the playoffs. Well, you know, Andy Reid is always very creative, taking plays from you know 1940s football. So I'm sure he's always got something up his sleeve uh, for any moment, really. And as I said, I think whether it's against each other or it's against this, we'll we'll see each other. Um, we will see these two teams in the playoffs. And um, how can I put it? We're going to see these two teams in the playoffs. Maybe not against each other, but something from this game will matter then. Does, does that make sense? Romo Vision will have us diagramming something that happened way back in Bill's Chiefs that was reused in that game. Yeah, I got you. I mean, he's probably the two best teams in football, so it's a heavyweight bout today. Yes. Look, we are at the, the, the end of our radio show, though I do think we know what the best game of the day is. Yes, absolutely. Sleeper game is me. What was that? Sleeper game is me. Yeah. I, game. I think that the Jets are going to win this game. All right. Um, mm, man, I'm looking at the slate right now for sleeper games. you got a lot of, you know, two and three, three and two matchups. Um, you know, 
I guess I'd say Car- Cardinal Seahawks is intriguing to me. That division's wide open. Uh, Geno Smith's the better quarterback in the matchup. Um, and maybe we get a lot of points. The Seahawks is going to have a lot of points in their games. The Cardinals need to find a way to win on the road for once. Uh, actually, I-, I take that back. They're better on the road. So, uh, yeah, Cardinal Seahawks, I guess. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm confused. Um, because I just would go with... With the... Uh, with Giants, Ravens. Are you just trying to pick a game we haven't talked about? Yeah, I usually try to pick one we haven't mentioned. That's a good one, though. Giants, Ravens is really intriguing to see, me. You, see, you just made it tough on yourself when you didn't have to. Yeah, well, that's typically what I do. Sleeper game. Uh, game to watch golf during. SAS Championship for at last regular season event on the... PGA Tour champions before the Charles Schwab playoff. Because Ricky Fowler did, did not get it done overseas last night in Japan. Uh, uh, congrats to Keegan Bradley on his victory. Yes, congrats indeed. There's a couple to choose from today. Uh, I got to go Panthers-Rams. I mean, the Panthers are horrendous. We know coaching change, new quarterback now. And the Rams haven't been that great either this year. They're not uh, very fun to watch this season. So Rams-Panthers to me uh, at 4 or 5, no one's paying attention to that. Everyone's watching the Bills-Chiefs anyways. That game's a bore. Your game. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry. Kirk Cousins and Skyler Thompson, really good. I mean, look, you should obliterate them. Yeah, that's the concern. That's when you know they're going to lose. Person or player to watch today? Oof. Um, you the know, segment I, Luke never preps for. Would, 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 would you prefer I go first? Yeah, go ahead. The LaFleur family. Oh. Matt and Mike reuniting. They only talked on Monday. Most of it was just like, hey, I love you. Um, no, in all seriousness, Zach Wilson. Poise in the pocket. If he can keep his poise in the pocket, I think he's okay. Yeah, like I said, I like that matchup for him. Um, I'm going to go back to the Sunday night game, Cowboys-Eagles. We touched on a little bit earlier, but Cooper Rush. If Cooper wins this game in Philadelphia against the undefeated Eagles as a touchdown underdog, can you really go back to Dak? eventually next week when Cooper Rush is undefeated. Uh, so it's a big game tonight, a big game for what the Cowboys are going to do moving forward uh, with their quarterback. So I'll be Cooper Rush on, on prime time. There is no stop it, Siri. There's no way that that you don't go back to Dak next week. Hey, if Cooper is 5-0 and and you just beat the Eagles, I don't know. That's a tough move to make. Even Troy Aikman it's, it's, it's about a it. Tough, it's a tough move, but he's your quarterback. Yeah, well, maybe, he, maybe he's getting Wally pipped. We'll, we'll find out. We shall see. Luke, enjoy your football Sunday and Monday. You too. Thank you, sir, and thank you all for listening to Tina Presents the Sunday Sprint.